It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Carbach Brewing Company presents Sports Talk 790 Astroline. Astroline. The official off-season show of Astros baseball. This is where we talk about your Astros. Join the show. Post your questions and comments on social media. Just be sure to hashtag Astroline. That ball is gone. 2019 American League champion. Live from Plucker's Wing Bar on Shepard. Sports Talk 790 Astroline starts now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Astro Line. We are live from Pluckers right here on Shepherd in downtown Houston. So glad you could join us either live here at Pluckers or on the radio. I am alongside a very special guest tonight. We're going to have Austin Pruitt, who's going to join us, the former University of Houston Cougar, grew up in the Woodlands and now a member of the Houston Astros. And my co-host tonight, back for his first broadcast since a little... Health scare. It was winter, <laughs> winter meetings. Winter meetings were going on. I was getting a couple of interviews for the show for December 12th, our second show. I get a text from Matt Boltz, who's right here to my right. He's basically the engineer of all these shows and all the radio broadcasts and produces these Astro Lines as well. And he says, hey, Sparky, um, I don't know how to tell you this. Sparky had a heart attack. I'm like, what? We're hosting tomorrow's show. <laughs> that son of a gun got out of tomorrow's show. How you doing, buddy? Great to see I'm you. I'm doing great. Thanks, Todd. Uh, it's great to be back on. Uh, those pesky little heart attacks, man. They can, they can get you. So, yeah, I missed a little time. Uh, but uh, my wife got me to the hospital just in the nick of time. And uh, here we are about six weeks out and feel great. It had to be an incredible, incredibly emotional Christmas and holiday season and Look at life a little differently now, huh? You know what you do. You know, it, it's kind of funny. I, I didn't think I uh, could start looking at things a little bit differently, but uh, that's exactly the case. So I, I think uh, our experiences, uh, even what uh, uh, we're experiencing with the, with the organization and things like that, you just put things in perspective and realize that life goes on and, and you make the best of every situation you can. Let's speak of what's going on in the organization. It was a crazy uh, last couple of weeks for the Houston Astros. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, A.J. Hinch and also the general manager, Jeff Luno, were waiting to see where they were going to end up with mm. this uh, decision from Major League Baseball. They get suspended for a year and subsequently uh, released from their jobs. Um, it's been a very tumultuous time, but now we move forward, and the managerial search is, is in full effect right now. Yeah, so it sounds like uh, interviews uh, early this week. I think they'll probably go on toward uh, early part of, of next week. And I think they're going to try to finalize things. We've heard February 3rd is the date that they want to try to get a handle on what they want to do manager-wise. I still think uh, after that they're still going to uh, probably simultaneously uh, start looking at some GM candidates as well. But, uh, you know, it sounds like from what we've heard there's a lot of interesting names, uh, a lot of – 
experienced guys, uh, maybe a little older, uh, longer in the tooth in the game, and some guys that are pretty young, uh, some guys who haven't even managed before that uh, – might make their mark here in Houston, so we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we're less than a month away uh, from this thing starting for real with spring training games down at West Palm Beach. Some of the crowd here will be down there uh, watching the Astros at the 15 ballpark of the Palm Beaches open up against the Washington Nationals, uh, a rematch of the World Series for the first two games of spring training. So something has to happen soon, and uh, it's obviously going to be a, a late start for whoever gets this yeah, job. It's not going to be a perfect situation mm -hmm. for anybody. You know, they're not going to have much time to prepare uh, I think it, anybody who's a candidate right now has to probably assume that they're going to be named manager. Otherwise, they're, they're going to be caught off guard getting to spring training maybe a week after they're hired and in, in, in start running behind unless they start preparing right now. No doubt about it. Todd Cowles with Steve Sparks. Austin Pruitt is our guest tonight on our Astro Line show. We are live from Pluckers. The Astros official off-season hot stove show is Astro Line. A lot going on in addition to Houston Astros news around baseball. This is the week where everybody finds out who the new inductees are in the Cooperstown. Everybody knew that Derek Jeter was going to get in this year. It was just a matter of whether he would be an, a unanimous choice to go along with his teammate Mariano Rivera. Fell one short of that. Then it was interesting to see who else might get in. And uh, Larry Walker, in his final year of eligibility before he was going to have to rely on the Veterans Committee, gets in. And uh, that's somebody you, you watch play probably as a yeah. contemporary. Yeah, as a contemporary. So in, in everybody's litmus test in those situations is, did he feel like a Hall of Famer when you faced him or when you were uh, talking about Larry Walker uh, with other people that you know that played with him and things of that nature? And uh, for me, I think Larry Walker kind of passed that test. Everybody knew, like, people would talk about how loud his batting practice was. And, and we watched, you know, all the different facets of his, his game as far as the, like Bagwell, the base running that was kind of underscored and uh, the, the great throwing arm. He just did everything. And uh, to have that uh, Hall of Fame famer from uh, Canada along with Ferguson Jenkins, uh, I think is a great thing. And then uh, another guy who was on an a in an Astros uniform on an Astros roster uh, spent mo most of his time with other teams, uh, but Kurt Schilling took a big jump up, and it looks like uh, as more, more and more guys have been elected in, in the past few years, uh, certain other guys are getting close to that threshold. We could see Schilling, and then we, we're seeing a lot of movement to too, uh, slowly but surely, from guys who have not been allowed in. Billy Wagner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Billy Wags. So he made a big jump. And, and, and for the life of me, I, I can't understand why Billy Wagner hasn't been in the conversation more than he has. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you agree with that or not. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, it felt like he was a Hall of Famer. Yeah. You know, he was elite, Dominant. elite for – more than 10 years. Strike, so, strikeouts per nine, yeah, top strike, of the charts. Strikeouts per nine, uh, you know, save totals, uh, all that stuff. But he just felt like the game was over when Billy Wagner uh, took the mound in the ninth inning. So uh, I'm happy for that. You start to see these jumps and you start to realize, especially with not a lot of shoe-ins in the, in the next couple of years, that a lot of these guys are going to even take uh, some bigger jumps. I think Schilling will probably go in next year. I think so, based on the fact that he got up to that 70% threshold this year. Yep. It, the, that's usually a precursor to getting in the following season. Uh, when you go down to spring training, which will be in less than a month, uh, there'll be a, a lot of interesting questions to answer. Not so much on the offensive end. The offense looks pretty pitching. stacked. It, it's going to be on the pitching side. Yeah, that's that's why it hurts the uh, GM's not in place right now, because I still think the team needs to go out there and get a pitcher or two to kind of round out the staff. It, it just kind of going into spring training, uh, you got some question marks at the back end of the rotation. You certainly have some guys that you hope 
can fill those spots. But, you know, if there's an injury or two in spring training, then I think you're you're pretty light, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you start to look at a team that looks to be in playoff contention once again. You got to be strong in pitching, and that's that's the way you win baseball games. Well, our guest tonight, and we'll talk with him in just a little while. Austin Pruitt is a guy who has both started and relieved in his three years in the major leagues. He's going to be valuable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and most of the time with Tampa Bay, when he did relieve, he was the guy that took up the bulk innings, if you will, coming in off of an opener. So he's done both roles, and uh, he'll be in contention for that fifth spot. So, who do you equate him to? Do you, do you feel like he's kind of a Brad Peacock or a Colin McHugh type of pitcher that can, can slot in? Yeah, I think so. I I think Colin's a good comp based Me on too. his spin rate with the curveball. You know, mm -hmm. Colin has the big hook, and uh, um, I can see four-pitch mix. Yeah, four-pitch mix, a guy who can be versatile and start one day and come out of the bullpen another day, although uh, I think with Tampa Bay, they were able to move him back and forth. But I think if he uh, does go ahead and win that fifth spot in the rotation here, you'll see him be a starter for most of the year. With the, the pitching staff maybe being a pitcher too light mm -hmm. of what's optimum right now, it'll be interesting to see if the Astros might go with the starter or, or with an opener in the fifth spot of the rotation. That will be. Uh, here's the thing for me is you've got the two horses in the front, but they are getting a little bit older in their careers, right. Justin Verlander, Zach Greinke. And then you've got a couple of guys who have either had injuries uh, just this past season in Lance yeah, McCullers. Monitor innings. Or, or a couple of years ago in Jose Arquiti's case. So, yeah, filling up those starter innings, they may have to look at doing something a little different, whether it's, you know, mixing in, a six, mixing in a six starter every once in a while or doing a, a piggyback start, you know, that you talk about. So if you're looking for McCullers and Urquidy limiting their innings, especially if you're thinking about this team going to the playoffs and you need those two guys to pitch big, big innings in the playoffs. Right. You got you have to monitor these. So what if you get a, a piggyback type pitcher to kind of go back and forth with McCullers and Urquidy to limit their innings? Yeah, no, that's a great point. And that's something that I think they're going to have to look at. And, and they do have some options. For right. sure, uh, Josh James has been both a starter and a reliever. We already mentioned Austin, who's our guest here tonight. Brad Peacock has done both. So they have some options out there. Sure, Fromber. Fromber is a, is a guy who's done both. Uh, Devo can eat up some innings coming out of the bullpen. He was stretched out earlier in his career. So, yeah, uh, well, it's going to be a very interesting spring from that standpoint. I think the offense is what it is. There's not a lot of surprises. It's, it may even be better next year having a full year of Jordan Alvarez as the DH. Right. Uh, and a fully healthy Jordan. Fully healthy. So I don't think people realize that he had a, a knee issue mm -hmm. that wasn't really widely reported last year. And to think about him doing something better than hitting 50 homers combined <laughs> between AAA and the major leagues last year is almost unfathomable. But uh, we're, we're looking at a full season of Jordan Alvarez, and that's not a bad thing at all. No, and, and talking to him at FanFest, sounds like he's excited about trying to play more outfield this year. You know what? In spring training, when his knee was a little more healthy, I didn't think he embarrassed himself at all in the outfield. And I may be in the minority in that, but I think he can handle left field quite well. Uh, uh, especially at Minute Maid Park because it's not that tough of a, a left field there. No, I, I think for him, at his age, 21, 22 years old, you're going to want to see him uh, not just become a DH for the rest right. of his career. And it would be nice to keep Brantley off his feet yep. for some games and let him DH. Springer loves DHing when he can. He, that's right, he does. <laughs> he does. Yes. Brantley, not so much, but uh, it's nice to give them a rest when you can. We'll have plenty more coming up. You're listening to Astro Line live from Plucker's Wing Bar. We're at 1400 Shepherd, downtown Houston, presented by Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Todd Callis, Steve Sparks, back on the air for the first time in a while, and this is the Houston Astros Radio Network.
Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. The sun is shining, the palms are swaying, and Astro Spring Training is back in West Palm Beach this spring. Come experience baseball and the Palm Beach is all in one place. Visit astros.com slash spring to download your 2020 spring training schedule or call 561-500-HITS for ticket information or to place your season ticket, suite, or party deck deposits today. That's 561 561- Five zero zero four four eight seven. Wanting that behind-the-scenes look of Minute Maid Park? Check out Astro's Ballpark Tours all year long. Whether you're wanting a classic tour or a touch of history, we have the tour for you. For more information or to book a tour, visit astros.com slash tours. Welcome you back to Astro Line, presented by Carbach Brewing. We are live from Plucker's Wing Bar right here at 1400 Shepherd. A reminder, make plans now to check out your Houston Astros in action. The 2020 spring training schedule gets underway in less than one month, February 22nd. The 15th ballpark of the Palm Beaches, the place to be for the best way to experience Florida. Visit thepalmbeaches.com. Todd Callis, T. Sparks, our special guest today is a local guy. We're making his return to Houston as a member of the Astros. Grew up in the Woodlands, member of the Tampa Bay Rays organization for a number of years, and now moved over to the Houston Astros. Please welcome Austin Pruitt. How you doing? Doing great. Thank you, guys. How cool is it to be pitching for your home? Uh, he haven't yet, but haven't how cool yet. is it? How cool is it to be back here and wearing a major league uniform in Houston. Man, it's it's great, dude. I mean, it couldn't ask for anything more, honestly. You get the phone call. Who, who gives you the phone call uh, when you hear it's the Astros you get traded to? I mean, the range of emotions for your entire family had to be off the charts. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I got the phone call. It was around 9.15. It was on a Thursday. I don't remember the date. In the morning? No, at night. Okay. No. Um, and, yeah, he's like, the guy calls, yeah, I don't, you know, don't normally like making these phone calls, uh, but you've been traded. And I was like, oh, you know, okay. To the Astros, I was like, oh, what? Like, <laughs> did I hear that right? Um, but, uh, yeah, it was really cool. Half the games, you get to sleep in your bed. Yeah. It's no. the team you rooted for, all yeah. this stuff. Who was your who, who was your guy growing up? Um, I grew up watching, you know, Biggio, Bagwell, uh, those guys. But I liked Roy Oswald a lot whenever uh, he was here. Yeah. Yeah, you'll see those guys on a regular basis. I mean, they all stop around the team at Minute Maid Park. Yeah. How many games a year growing up would you would you have gone to? Man, we we didn't go to too many, but uh, when you know, whenever we got the chance, we got to go. Yeah. It was a couple games a year. And then uh, obviously, it's a lot better commute now for your dad. He used to drive all over the minor leagues and major <laughs> leagues to watch you pitch, huh? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's been to New York a couple times. Uh, <laughs> when he came, he drove to Florida to see my debut. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, his truck's got almost close to three hundred thousand miles on this. Does it really? Yeah. He goes by himself, right? Yeah, he'll go by himself. Every now and then my mom will go with him, but she'll fly back and he'll, he'll have to drive by himself. But he's all about it. He, yeah, he'll he'll yeah. follow you everywhere. It sounds like Brad Peacock's dad, doesn't it? Jerry yeah, Peacock, yeah. who likes to drive all around the country to follow Brad, too. Yeah, the same kind of deal. I, I mean, March 26th isn't that far away. That's when you guys open it up for real against the Angels. I've got to think now being back in town, 
there's going to be a lot of Austin Pruitt former classmates and buddies who you grew up with who are going to want to be there for opening day or that opening series. I hope so. Yeah. And I hope so. Yeah, I mean, you've got net, you people like all of a sudden like, I can't believe I haven't talked to you in 10 years. You're down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People I hadn't talked to in a long time. I got some phone calls and texts that night um, after them here in the news. That's awesome. Austin, yeah. growing up here, and we know what a hotbed the Houston area is for, for amateurs. Uh, tell us about some of the select teams uh, that you were on and maybe some of the big leaguers that we might recognize that you played with and against. Um, so growing up, uh, I was on the, the Banditos. Oh, yeah. Did the Banditos. Yeah. That with uh, Ray DeLeon and, sure. and those guys. Uh, Is that a Tomball? The, yes, they're in Tomball. Yeah. Um, and then I did a select thing. I was with my dad and a bunch of my friends. Um, and then I did the Houston Heat with uh, Vinny Sinisi. Um, I can't remember the other guy's name, but uh, but remember, yeah. Remember some tournaments that stood out, going you know traveling so much. I, I'm sure you guys did in the showcases. What those games meant to you? Yeah, no, that back then it was it was the big leagues back then. It know? was, wasn't it? Um, I was gonna say yeah. I remember in high school doing the the Houston Heat with Vinny Sinisi and going to I think the big the big tournament was in Jupiter mm-hmm. and doing that. So I mean yeah, there'd, there'd be like 80 something teams there. So um, yeah, that that was the big leagues back then. Drafted out of uh, University of Houston, Houston Cougar in the house, in addition to growing up here, attended college right here as well, 2013 draft. Um, what a moment that was, ninth round pick. I, I, that last year was a great senior year, and uh, the, still the current coach, is Steve's very friend, uh, good friends with Todd Whitting, was your, your coach then, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. what, what was that like? You had Ponce de Leon, Daniel D- Ponce yeah, de Leon here yeah. last year too. So yeah. a couple of, couple of guys who ended up in the show. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How no. much do you keep in touch with Todd and the, and the Cougar program? Um, a little bit. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll text me every now and then asking if, you know, if I need to throw, want to come talk to the guys and stuff like that. Unfortunately, I haven't really been able to, to make it out there. but uh, You don't have an excuse now. I know. I, I really don't. I really <laughs> you don't. you got to get out there. I know. He's going to be looking at the schedule on off day saying, hey, can you come? They're going to get, get in your wallet, too. I know it. I know it. <laughs> hey, tell me about the Tampa Bay Rays, because the Astros have always been known for their analytics, at least for the last six or seven years, and same with the Rays. Uh, what was it like in the minor leagues uh, going through a system that was so heavily involved with the analytics, and, and what do you anticipate with the Astros? Um, with the minor leagues with the Rays, you didn't hear too much in the lower levels about it. Not too much in the lower levels about, uh, you know, spin rates and things like that. They were going in, you know, low, the lower levels they were big into to change ups you know like, hey let's let's get your change up going interesting um yeah but you, you didn't hear much until to really about triple a you didn't didn't hear much about spin rates and all that stuff um but you know i'm excited uh yeah i'm excited to, to 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 go a little bit further and see what the astros uh can provide you took a you took it to another level last year and we looked at your numbers two years ago when people start talking about analytics and spin rates like you just mentioned you made huge upticks in not only your curveball but your fastball. Huge upticks. What did you do differently last year? Um, honestly, I didn't do anything different. You didn't? No. Uh, what was the jump from? I'm not sure. I really don't. It's gonna say, actually, one of the reasons I remember after I got drafted by the Rays, they told me a big reason that I got drafted was the spin rate of my curveball. Uh-huh. So I guess I've always had a pretty good spin rate of my curveball, and maybe uh, maybe it went up. But, yeah, I didn't do anything different. How much are guys aware? Do you, do you know what your spin rate is? Do they tell you? Coming up I coming up to the minor leagues, I had no clue. I didn't know what spin rate was and all that stuff. I'm just trying to get outs and everything. <laughs> Not knowing that I had a, you know, a pretty good one, you know, but, uh, but yeah. So when you're judging yourself, you know you have a good curveball. 
you just don't know what the numbers can tell you. Actually, yeah, I do have a much better curveball than a lot of people. And you're, a, you're in a percentile right now where there's only maybe 5% guys that have a spin rate on a curveball better than you. So you're in an elite group right now. Have, did the Rays come to you? Because we've hear, heard that the Astros like to do this. It, it, where we might anticipate them saying to you, hey, Austin, your curveball is elite. We think you should use it more. Yeah. Did, did the Rays ever do that? Yeah, they did. They did? Yeah, they did that a little bit. <laughs> I guess maybe I tried, you know, I tried to fight it a little bit and just kind of tried to pitch the way that I wanted to throw, whether, you know, I almost think pitching is you, you got to use your heater. Everything kind of plays off your heater. And that's, you know, everything that I've grown up thinking that that's what it is. You know, you, you got to have a good heater, establish your heater. Right. And then uh, everything else will play off that. But, Does it change if you're relieving or starting? Um, I think so, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, as far as starting, you know, you're, you're going to see the guys, you know, two or three times relieving. you got to establish that fastball. you got to have it, yeah. And uh, relieving, you know, you, you may see one of the, you know, you, you're not going to go through the lineup probably not more than one time. Right. So you'll see you guys uh, once for sure, and maybe some guys not at all. So you got to go out there with, you know, your, with your best stuff uh, and kind of attack them immediately. In your three years at the big league level with Tampa Bay, you did both. You were a reliever, you were a starter, and even when you relieved, a lot of times you were the bulk guy who was almost like a starter, just in, beginning in the second or third inning instead of the first inning. Right. Um, are you looking forward to the opportunity to be part of a rotation again? I know you're, you had that versatility in your background, but would you like to, to be one of those stable five guys in a rotation again? Absolutely. Um, in my opinion, I like starting a lot more than I do relieving. I think... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little more comfortable in that position. Um, no, yeah, one of my one of my favorite stories with with the Rays is whenever they had me came in and I threw. I think I remember like five and two thirds in relief and got the save or the winners. <laughs> the winner of the save, I'm not really sure, but uh, but yeah, at that time that was pretty unheard of to go five and two thirds out of five the bullpen. and two thirds out of the bullpen. <laughs> yeah, finish the game. <laughs> and that wasn't an opener situation. No, I think the starter just kind of got in trouble and, and yeah. I ended up doing well and kept doing well and ended up finishing the game. What's the hardest part? Because I'm sure you did the the bulk starting in the minor leagues what was the hardest part about the transition to pitching out of the bullpen um honestly the mentality yeah i think it's a completely different mentality um yeah just like i said you know as starting you're gonna see those guys a couple times we're relieving yeah you're gonna go ahead and tack them now do you feel like you offer more value to a team that you've proven that you can do both um, in a way, yes. I think yep. that's part of the reason why maybe the Rays kind of liked me because me, uh, they they had me start, they had me uh, relieving, they had me close some games, and you know, they, man, they they had me do everything. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, at times maybe I didn't do a, a great job, but uh, think that just having experience in those things, I, I think it makes you a little more, a little more productive. You mentioned the phone call uh, when you heard about the trade. I believe in the story I read, it was James Click from the Tampa Bay Rays organization that called you. Mm -hmm. Had you had any? inkling that there was even a possibility that you might not be with Tampa Bay in 2020 had they said you know we hope to keep you but we're looking at some options right now or this catch you completely off guard no it, it kept it, it got me off guard I wasn't really sure after the season I wasn't sure what uh, what they wanted to do with me because um, you know the Rays they're, they're pretty big into to players having options mm -hmm. and I don't have any more um, so, you know, they, they couldn't they, do they, that little they couldn't go around that they it, do where it, they send guys down and bring them right back. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I had a little bit of a feeling that I, you know, that I may not be there. Not sure if it was going to be in trade or DFA or, or something. But, um, you know, but they, they kept me along, you know, this long. So I thought, all right, you know, I'm going to prepare to go to Florida with the Rays. And then, yeah, out of the blue, I get a phone call or, or a text said, hey, uh, you, you got a minute. Are you free? And then I text my agent. I was like, oh, man, like, what? <laughs> have you heard anything? Like, what's going on? He's like, oh, no, maybe DFA. 
Um, anyway, I ended up calling him, and yeah, I got the news. If you were DFA, this would be where you would want to be, anyhow. Yeah, right? no, this I'm serious. It couldn't work out any better. Now, you pitched some good games against the Astros. One in particular, I think it was six and two-thirds shutout baseball. But when you come onto a team, and even though you shut them out, you know this is a great offensive team. They've got some superstars. Who are you excited to meet? Man, I'm, I'm excited to meet them all, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, it's a, such a great lineup, you know, going – you know, as the Rays, you know, going facing the lineup, watching other guys facing the lineup, myself facing the lineup. I mean, there's there's no there's no break in that lineup. There's no. So it's so it's nice to to be on. You know, I ain't got to face those hitters anymore. <laughs> so it's nice to uh, to be on this side. Austin Pruitt is our guest tonight on Astro Line. We are live from Pluckers. A reminder: 2020 Astros season tickets on sale now. Enjoy some of the best seats and exclusive benefits throughout the year at Minute Maid Park for season tickets. Or more information, visit astros.com/slash/season-tickets or call one eight seven seven nine Astros today. More from Astro Line live from Pluckers right after this. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing crafted for serious fun. The sun is shining, the palms are swaying, and Astro Spring Training is back in West Palm Beach this spring. Come experience baseball and the Palm Beach is all in one place. Visit astros.com spring to download your 2020 spring training schedule or call 561-500-HITS for ticket information or to place your season ticket, suite, or party deck deposits today. That's 561-500-4487. Welcome back to Astro Line, the Astros official offseason hot stove show presented by Carbach Brewing. We're live from Plucker's Wing Bar, 1400 Shepherd, Todd Callis, along with Sparky, Steve Sparks, and our special guest tonight is Houstonian Austin Pruitt, one of the newest members of the Houston Astros. And Austin, uh, another welcome to the uh, back to the area and a welcome to the Houston Astros organization. Have you figured out what number you're going to wear, and have you had a chance to talk to Brent Strom or anybody from uh, the coaching staff yet. I know the manager is still to be determined, but um, yeah. So I, I got with the clubby. And he asked what number. I told him I did mine, so he kind of picked for me. Okay. Uh, so it'll be 51. You're 51. Yeah. Okay. Does that um, have any significance to to you? 51? No, no, none at all. What is it? Heinz 57. I'm trying to think of anything with Randy 51. Johnson. Randy Johnson. There yeah. you go. You Nothing. remind me of Randy Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Except yeah, 10 inches shorter and right-handed. Yeah, I'll be the opposite of the, the big unit. Yeah. I'll be the little unit. So, Brent Strom, so you've heard rumors. Uh, a couple years ago, he was the Major League Coach of the Year. Uh, he's hey, not like you need to be turned around or anything, but he's famous for reclamation projects and, and turning guys into absolute studs. You've got to be excited about working with him. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, from what I've heard from Strom, it's been nothing but good things. So I'm excited to kind of work with him see what uh, what he can do for me. What would you like to tweak? Do, do you know of anything? You're a four-pitch mix guy, right? Mm -hmm. What would you like to, to to get better at? Let's say, um, for the most part, I feel as though my command and, and where I'm able to place the ball is is pretty good. Uh, honestly, I mean, I, I think it, the whole mental aspect of it, that that in my opinion, that's that's where you need to be your best. You know, I mean, even if you have, you know, you maybe your B stuff, you know, right. but mentally, if you're there. 
that I think that you're you, you're gonna you're gonna beat everybody. Do you like to elevate your fastball? I, every now and then, yeah. Because so, okay, yeah. they're big on that. You, you yeah. know that the, the, the Rays are big on that as well. Are they really? Yeah. Want to get the perspective from Austin Pruitt about now jumping from the visitors bullpen at Minute Maid Park into the home visit into the home bullpen at Minute Maid Park? Because I've heard different people, Sean Doolittle being one of them, saying that visitors bullpen uh, is kind of enclosed. Every sound is echoing, and it sounds like your fastball is about 10 miles an hour hotter than it actually is when you go out <laughs> yeah. on the real mound. Well, and, and you don't really – it's hard to really see in there because you're kind of tucked in under the left center field wall. Right. What, what's life like in the visiting bullpen at Minute Maid? Man, it's, you're kind of in, in a little dungeon down there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're just kind of just hanging out not really paying too much attention because you can't see. can't see the game you well. You can't really see the game. So, yeah, you're just kind of hanging out until maybe your, your name gets called. Is it? Is it does the – Mid pop pretty loud in there. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I think it's concrete in there, so it it all echoes. You're talking about Minute Maid Park, and you're in the American League West now, and you just came out of the American League East, which is a powerhouse division. But with a lot of the new signings, I think the American League West, as far as the uh, the shift, maybe goes to the American League West with the star power and, and the amount of good hitters in, in this division now. Uh, but the East has really prepared you well for anybody you face, hasn't it? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, Red Sox, Yankees, Baltimore, Toronto, like all those, yeah, all of them got a great And there's lineup. band boxes, right? I yeah. mean, there's some small Baltimores like Baltimore ball fly. Ball yeah. Yeah. yeah, New York ball fly. So mm -hmm. we're excited to see the new ballpark in Arlington. And from whatever we've seen from the, the renderings and everything, it looks like it's going to be gorgeous first rate as well. So uh, that'll be fun for you being a – a Texan to be involved in that rivalry now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what this year has in store. Yep. Austin Pruitt, the new Astro, he'll be vying for that spot in the rotation, and, and that'll be in less than a month when pitchers and catchers report to West Palm Beach. Uh, spent most of his career prior to that on the other coast of Florida and uh, in Port Charlotte with the Tampa Bay Rays. Their spring training home now. He'll be over at West Palm Beach. Uh, when you, you look back on last season, what a year it was for you and, and the team in your final year with the Rays, matched up with the Astros, and what looked like it was going to be a, a possibility of a three or four game series when Houston won the first two games here at Minute Maid Park. Rays go back to Tropicana Field, win two. That ended up being a really good series. Had it not been for Garrett Cole, uh, Tampa Bay could have very easily moved along. What were your thoughts on that series? No, that was an awesome series. Yeah, no, they 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 kind of smacked us around the first two games, uh, but yeah, no, we, we smacked them around the right back the uh, the second two at our park. But uh, yeah, we we had our dog that in that that last uh, that last game, but. Uh yeah, they kind of got to him in the first inning, and, yeah, Garrett Cole just closed the door. He, he was tough that day. That must have been a, a, a very satisfying season, though, uh, to come out of that AL East, as Sparky mentioned, that, that division, um, and do what you guys did. You took took the Astros to a, a, an elimination game, which is something that the Yankees did not do in the next round. Right. No, yeah, it was it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I, unfortunately, I wasn't on the roster, right. you know, but uh, but still to, to watch it from the dugout and, and to be a part of it was, was pretty cool. I think everybody appreciates what Tampa is able to do year in and year out, and it seems like they overachieve quite a bit. What's the mentality in the clubhouse with the Rays organization? Does it feel like it's – it's like, we'll show you. Is it, is it that type of organization, or is it just the fact that I think we understood that your team is very talented, 
but you guys kind of know that, but you still have to have that chip on your shoulder, don't you? Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, it, each year, uh, year in, year out, yeah, they kind of, I mean, they, they know everybody that. Everybody counts you out. Everybody, every year. Yeah, they're yeah. just like, you know, who, who are the Rays have this year? Just because they, you know, for the most part, they, they have a lot of guys can eat kind of each year, you know, a little bit different faces. A lot of turnover. A lot of turnover. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the fans are not really sure who all has got, but yeah, in the clubhouse, they, you know, you always know what you got. What's the workout schedule like now? When do you head down to Florida? How do you ramp up to get ready for uh, the beginning of spring? We're, we'll be seeing games in less than a month. Um, yeah, so I fly down on the 5th uh, to kind of get acclimated with the mm. with the city to kind of meet some of the training staff and all that. But, uh, no, yeah, I've been, been throwing and, and lifting for, for a while now, so I'm, I'm getting ready. I guess it'll be a little different routine because you've been with one organization since you were drafted in 2013. Right. So it'll be a little different for you. Huh? It'll be different, yeah. No, it, it just from different faces and everything but everything else kind of stays the same just different faces how many times have you gotten off the mound have you gotten off the mound yet a couple times yeah, yeah two are or three you, times are you going into spring training with the idea of starting um i mean yeah that's i mean i'm, but I'm that's a, the way you're preparing right i mean yeah because if, if not then you, you can kind of scale back a little bit and not you know be, be prepared to throw two innings or so i gotta ask you this and tk knows quite well because he lived in tampa for such a long time but the mexican food what's it like in Tampa compared to somewhere you grew up here with mostly Tex-Mex. Uh, was it a, a big difference as far as eating Mexican food in Tampa? Um, a little bit. I'll be honest. Tex-Mex here is, is, gonna, is better than anywhere else, honestly. Yeah. No, Houston Tex-Mex is fantastic. What's your favorite place? Um, you know, your Papacitos is always great. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get kind of towards the Woodlands area. Guadalajara is good. Yep. I, you know, I always love me some torches, a couple of tacos. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. They have a torchies in the stadium. I know. I, I honestly, I probably will be making making an appearance <laughs> in that. Make a couple runs. Yeah, yeah, I love torchies, man. It's, it's great. It's right yeah. above the home bullpen, so if you can get somebody's attention, yeah, throw a bullpen, go get a taco. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man. Austin Pruitt is uh, is our guest tonight. He's heading down February 5th to join uh, spring training. Pitchers and catchers will report shortly after that. Uh, three big league seasons made your, your debut on April the 2nd of 2017, I believe. What was that? I always like to hear stories of big league debuts. What was that day like? Man, it, it was <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Yeah, because it was opening day. Okay. It was against the Yankees, and my debut was in the ninth inning. I said, hey, come come close it out against the Yankees. It was it was a it was a five run game at the time. Was it at home or on the road? It was at home. Yeah. Um, but man, I, to be honest with you, I, so I, I think I faced three batters. One was a shift beater. One was a, <laughs> a you know a, a who bobble. Was the, who was the first guy guy you faced? I think it was Chase Headley. Okay. He was yep. a left um, switch hitter. Yeah, he was lefty, shift beater, where the third baseman you know, yep. normally would be playing. Uh, second guy, I think, was Judge. Hit it to, to Longo. Longo was there at the time. And he kind of bobbled. Tried to turn two real quick and tough play, but yep. uh, he bobbled it. Then the third guy, I think, was maybe a single that the, the shortstop was able to knock down a line drive. So I, I faced three guys. I didn't get an out. <laughs> and, uh, so it, I don't know. Do you remember your knees shaking or your oh, beating through your chest? Yeah. I remember sitting down like, man, what the heck just happened? Dude? I, don't even, I don't even remember what happened. Just a blur, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it the only so way fast. you remember it a lot of times, I think, is just watching it back on film. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, back that same day, I just it, it, it all moves so fast. You really don't like, man. I don't even remember what just happened. I have no idea. And then Kevin Cash comes out and goes to the closer at that point. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> Alex Colomay was the closer at the time, and yeah, he cleaned up my mess. You know what? One thing that I would be excited about if I were you, Austin, was to get a chance to be in a rotation with a couple of potential 
or future Hall of Famers in Zach Greinke and Justin Verlander. Yeah. It's got to be exciting for you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited kind of to see how, to, just to see how they Watch go about they their work. Yeah. yeah, see see how they go about their business. Yeah. Um, their bullpens and everything, kind of see how they carry themselves. I'm excited about that. You did the opposite uh, transition as one of our favorite people, and I, I assume one of your favorite people, who's now the stud in the rotation for the, the Tampa Bay Rays, or one of them, along with Blake Snell, Tyler Glass now, but our boy Charlie Morton, what was he like to be around? Is, is is he almost too good to be true? Man, that dude is awesome. Like he really <laughs> he is. He's the nicest he, person ever. He really is, man. Yeah, yeah he loves it. he loves his uh, Texas barbecue too. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that dude's awesome, man. Great guy. I, I heard when you guys came in town, he took a bunch of you guys out to eat uh, on a couple of different occasions. I mean, he just. Uh, one of the other stories I loved about it is one of the people that he had to come see when he came to Houston was his mailman. <laughs> he, got to, he got to know his mail carrier that well that he had to make a, a point to come back and say hi to him. Wow, yeah, no, that, that dude's awesome, man. He's one of a kind. Yeah. When you talk to him, it's almost like he doesn't realize how good he is. Like he's, <laughs> no, that, he is. he's that humble. He, he is, yeah. yeah, and that's what makes him you know, kind of who he is. That's what makes him so awesome. Yeah, he's just real down-to-earth dude. What's your favorite stadium? Um... I mean, uh, outside you, of minute, maybe. Outside of minute, okay. Um, <laughs> I think maybe my favorite stadium that I was at was uh, the Cardinals Stadium, St. Louis. Oh, yeah. What did you like about that? Just seeing the just, arch? Yeah, just seeing the arch and the, yeah, the backdrop. And yeah. Yeah, the, their, their fans are, are pretty good as well. Um, yeah. Pretty good fans. Yeah, we're, it's going to be an exciting year. I know right now there's some things that still have to be decided, but yeah. uh, no matter what happens between now and March 26th, you'll still be a part of a team uh, that will be raising up an American League championship banner, and uh, that doesn't happen very often. It's happened for the Astros two of the last three years, so you're coming into a great situation, and I know being back in Houston means so much to you and your family. I, I can't imagine that uh, there's been many more spring trainings that you've been more excited to get going than this one. Yeah, man, I'm, yeah, you said it. I'm, I'm excited to get going and, and, uh, and see what this year has in store. Well, congratulations. Uh, the Astros are thrilled, and I'm sure you're thrilled, but it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting and fun year this year, and we're glad you're part of it. I appreciate it, guys. Number 51 for the Houston Astros, Austin Pruitt. Joining us tonight, we're going to have plenty more from Pluckers Wing Bar. This is Astro Line presented by Carbach Brewing on the Astros Radio Network. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing. Crafted for serious fun. The sun is shining, the palms are swaying, and Astro Spring Training is back in West Palm Beach this spring. Come experience baseball and the Palm Beach is all in one place. Visit astros.com slash spring to download your 2020 spring training schedule or call 561-500-HITS for ticket information or to place your season ticket, suite, or party deck deposits today. That's 561 561- The Shriners Hospitals for Children's College Classic returns to Minute Maid Park February 28th through March 1st as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. The three-day tournament features Texas, Oklahoma, Baylor, LSU, Arkansas, and Missouri. For more information and tickets, visit astros.com slash college classic. Line presented by Carbach Brewing. It is crafted for serious fun. We're live all winter long for Plucker's Wing Bar right here at 1400 Shepherd. Visit astros.com slash astroline for a complete list of showtimes and dates. 
And also make sure to find us on your favorite social media platform using the hashtag AstroLine. We are here for another four more shows before we head to West Palm Beach for another four shows in spring training. Also, the 2020 Houston Winter Invitational returns to Minute Maid Park January 31st through February the 2nd. That'll be coming up. Tickets for the three-day tournament still available. Visit Astros.com slash Winter Invitational for more information and to get your tickets today. Thanks. A lot of good teams in that one. Have you seen yeah, that roster? No, yeah, to go, tell me SEC about SEC against yep. the Big 12. Mm -hmm. So OU, uh, Baylor, uh, you know, all the powerhouses from those two great baseball conferences. Yep. You know, probably – uh, the premier tournament in all of college baseball outside of the, the World Series. It's they, fantastic. That'll be great, and it's very early in the season for a lot of these teams, yep. so you'll see a lot of different players. I imagine pitchers aren't fully stretched out yet then. But yeah, that, it's like early spring training, I would imagine. Yeah, but, three or four innings, but that's cool. You get to see a lot of good college teams there late January, early February at Minute Maid Park. Todd Callis alongside Steve Sparks. Thanks again to Austin Pruitt uh, for being our guest tonight. And Sparky, uh, we were just at Minute Maid Park for over the weekend, a couple of big events, including – Fan Fest on Saturday. That was, uh, a, 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 I was curious to see what the turnout was going to be. Me too. And uh, to get 10,000 fans and everybody enthusiastic, it was, uh, it was right. really a nice boost to see that. So from what I understand, Todd, uh, last year uh, the most ever uh, attended was 12,000. And to get 10,500 for this one, uh, without all the, the big-name stars, you know, Altuve and Bregman were there, but a lot of the other younger guys – uh, we're at the Fan Fest this year, but to get 10,000 plus uh, at Fan Fest this year, and just you know us being out there and understanding how positive and polite everybody was, I thought it was a good sign going forward for the not only for the players but for the organization. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, it's been a, a difficult off season for everybody involved with the Astros, and in particular the fans, because uh, they have a, you know no say in, in what has happened. And they're uh, invested. They they had three years of a hundred win seasons with a general manager and a manager together who are no longer there. That's a big adjustment for anybody, and and I think fans uh, were really as positive as they could possibly have been over that weekend. So here we are with, as we mentioned, less than a month away from the first spring training game and uh, managerial interviews continue to go on who are some of the names you've heard uh, bandied about and and what type of manager do you think might be right for the 2020 Astros well that's that's the great question the the second part of that is what type of manager and usually in a situation when you're changing from one manager to the other is because one got fired and you want to go in a different direction but I don't think that's the same case here with AJ leaving uh, you would love to have somebody very similar to A.J. Wright. I mean, he's, he's, he was fantastic. So uh, the candidates from what I've heard, uh, we've heard Dusty Baker's been around, Buck Showalter, Jeff Bannister, John Gibbons, right? Those are all guys with experience. Eduardo Perez. Eduardo Perez, who, who doesn't have managerial experience but did coach with the Astros under Bo Porter. Um, who else? Max Venable, Venable. I believe, has yep. been in. Uh, so, and I would imagine there'll be a couple more uh, surface in the next day or two or early on into next week before they make that decision a, a week later. Uh, but I don't think necessarily they have to go a different personality from AJ. No, I agree. Um, I, I think a veteran, it might be a little bit of a, 
a difficult uh, navigation for whoever the new manager is, whatever city they're going to go to, even though this person, unless it's Joe Espada, was not part of the team the last couple of years. Um, they're going to have to answer questions about, you know, what the team in the past. And I think a veteran uh, who's at least been there, done that with the media is going to have a, a little bit of a better handle on it than somebody who's not managed before. Yeah, you know, uh, you got to get a really good feel for, for somebody in the interview process to see if they can handle things like that. Ask them tough questions that you feel like might be asked uh, over and over. That's the hard part is having to answer those questions over and over and, and to remain patient enough uh, to, to be able to, to answer those questions uh, eloquently, yep. right? You know, in, in professionally. Yep. So th that's going to be the hard part. The, and we've talked about some of the question marks going into the spring, and in particular starting rotation, but this is a team that very well – it is the favorite in the American League West. Sure. Could very well end up once again in their third World Series in four years. There's a lot of talent here, uh, especially on the offensive side of the baseball, that whoever the new manager is is going to – he should win a lot of games this first year. Well, he inherits a lot of talent, yeah. you know, and to win the division by 10, 10 games like they did last year, win 107 times. Uh, but there's some very formidable teams in the division. And Oakland's won 97 games each of the last two years. Uh, they're not getting worse. You know, they're getting a lot healthier pitching-wise. So uh, they've got a good chance to be better. So uh, Oakland's going to be a force. The Angels with Anthony Rendon and some other additions certainly to, uh, look like they're going to be much better. Otani fully healthy and being able to pitch and uh, we're going to see Texas Rangers, their pitching staff. Is their pitching staff maybe the best, you know, uh, rotation-wise, best in the division now? One to five. One to five, they might be. They might be. I, I thought last year they added a lot of guys who were coming off injuries and had some question marks. This year they've added a lot of guys who are veterans with more pedigree. Sneaky pickup for me, uh, Texas Rangers, because I thought maybe stuff-wise was as good uh, maybe top two or three that we saw the entire last two months of the season last year was Jordan Lyles. Yeah. When we saw him oh. with the Milwaukee Brewers, yeah. he was absolutely filthy. Uh, and to pick him up in your rotation and slotting three, four, or five somewhere in that rotation, I thought was a great pickup. Uh, that was a Brewers team when we saw them that I thought. They were tough. They were real. And, and then you see a guy like Drew Pomerantz come out of nowhere yeah. and dominate out of the bullpen for them. You're like, this guy's going to make a lot of money. And sure enough, he did in the offseason. But um, – yeah, it's going to be a very good division. You mentioned 97 wins for the A's and back-to-back -back seasons. Just to put that in perspective, of all the National League teams the last two years, there's only been one that has won more than 97 games either in 2018 or 2019. Really? Who was that? Oh, God. Who was, was it? The Braves? It? Must have been this past year with Atlanta. Possibly. Well, I think it, I Atlanta think it might have won 97. Uh, no, I think it was... Um, I'll look it up. I think it was the Dodgers last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, or that two makes years sense. ago. Yeah, it was the Dodgers. Dodgers won more than 97 games. But it's only happened one time. Two years ago, I think the Dodgers won more than 97. Yeah. So, so you're so talking you, about a team that would win most divisions. And Oakland gets Sean Manaya back for the yes. full season healthy. Uh, you get Luzardo now. Yep. A.J. Puck, who will be healthy. Another left-handed powerhouse guy. So Chapman and Olsen are just getting better. They're getting better and better. Simeon, Simeon it took a big step MVP up. MVP vote. Yep. Uh, yeah, the Oakland's really, really good. And I don't think anybody's going to overlook them. Seattle's the one team that you don't anticipate being in the mix, at least for a division title. And then, and they had some bad news today. They did. Mitch Haniger, uh, I just saw on the ticker here, we're at Plucker's Wing Bar here off I-10 and Shepard. And there, there's TV screens everywhere. <laughs> and I saw on the ticker that Mitch Haniger 
God bless him, got hurt again. And it looks like he's going to have surgery on his core uh, where he had some issues last year, got injured it again last week. So Mitch Hanniger, who I felt like was their best offensive player two seasons ago, oh, yeah. uh, they're going to miss him again. They are. That, that's a tough break for Seattle, but it's going to be an AL West that, as you went through the teams earlier, that's going to be a lot more formidable this year than I think in years past. Uh, for the Astros to set a major league record and win a four straight 100-win season would be remarkable. I, I think coming off a year where uh, you lose a Garrett Cole, you lose a Wade Miley, you're counting on some guys that are coming off injuries either this year or last year. It's going to be a challenge. I think winning a fourth division in a row is certainly a, a, a very good possibility, but winning 100 games might be difficult this year. Well, we, we talked about how positive the fans were at FanFest, but that's not what it's going to be like on the road for the Astros this year. Oh. So it can go either way. You know, the, it's, could, it could be us against them, and, and we know how strong-minded a lot of these players are on this team, but you never know for sure how they're going to handle all the adversity that they're going to have to go through, uh, particularly on the road this season. Yeah, whether we like it or not, right now the Astros are the least liked team in baseball. Right. And they are going to be given a hard time wherever they go on the road this year. And uh, How do you handle it? Right. You know, I, I, I will say this. Uh, it's, it's a lot of the stuff before the game and after the game, the questions and all that stuff makes things very difficult. But I will say, as a former player, I, I totally recognize, and I've seen this a million times, I don't care what's going on with a guy's family mm -hmm. or what's going on in his life. When you're playing for those three, three and a half hours, whatever it is, that's almost like therapy. I mean, you, you are really able to to put things in a different perspective when you're out there competing and forgetting about everything else. I understand there's going to be chants. Yep. I understand it's going to be loud and, and things are going to be said when you're on the on-deck circle and things like that. But when you're actually competing, I think you can put a lot of that out of your mind. This team plays with so much joy and so much passion. You hope that that fun d does not get... I've thought about ...does that. not leave the team. because. No. I don't think it will. Yeah. I mean, I think George. I don't think George will let it <laughs> yeah. happen. You know, he's just a joyous person. And Bregman. And Bregman. Yep. There's just so many guys that are happy. Correa, Altuve. To begin with. They just love playing the game. You know who else? And I know the the Astros lost Jake, but Miles Straw is yeah. in that same ilk. You yeah. Know, he he's one of those really happy. Loves to play baseball too. Yeah. Gets along with everybody. Right. Yeah. He's he's a lot of fun. Well, Sparky, uh, we mentioned uh, spring training games start less than a month away, so you'll, you'll be heading down soon, huh? Heading down soon yeah uh february 22nd is the first game and uh as always robert ford and i will be on the microphone for every single game in spring training and every game during the regular season and hopefully the postseason as well so good to hear that there was this time we weren't sure what was going on with you man it was a scary moment we're so happy to have you back in well, Albany, i brother. appreciate that i'm serious as a heart attack <laughs> <laughs> that's steve sparks i'm todd Callis. special thanks to our guest tonight austin pruitt we also want to thank pluckers wing bar at 1400 shepherd downtown houston and to our flagship station, Sports Talk 790 KBME, our studio engineer, Bob Elliott, and the king, Matt Bolts. Tune in next Thursday. It'll be Kevin Eschenfelder and Jeff Blum for our next installment of Astro Line, presented by Carbock Brewing. Astro Line. You've been listening to Sports Talk 790 Astro Line, the Astros' official off-season show, presented by Carbock Brewing Company. Astro Line on Sports Talk 790, home of the Strohs.